Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. Let us begin with prayer. Father, I can't understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. The scripture, John 14, 26, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I told you, is at the top of every lesson of the Bread of Life Catholic Bible study. Today, he is saying the same thing to us. He has already sent his spirit. As scripture tells us, we are temples of his spirit. So let us listen for his voice speaking to us through his word. What does he want to teach us on this third Sunday of Advent? Well, last week's application was to acknowledge to those around us some of our obvious flaws. 
ask someone to point it out to you and then change. If you are married, this is the best person to do this with. I did this with my late husband, Deacon Ken. When Ken and I did something together, whether it was this Bible study, giving a talk, or counseling someone, I pointed out to him how he, would, he could have done it better. Even though we prayed before, I always seemed to find something that he could have said or did better. I asked him to point that out to me so I could stop. It seemed like it had become a habit. Many times he would not tell me, but when he did, it helped me to look at myself and reflect on ways I could have said or did something better instead of finding fault in him. I think about this now and can see over the years how our love grew through the study of God's word and how my relationship with the Holy Spirit grew as I took care of myself instead of finding fault in him. This Sunday is the third Sunday of Advent. We are going to do the study on the gospel for time's sake, but I suggest you go to www.stdismasguilds.org and download the lesson and do the first two readings in Psalm on your own before you go to Mass on Sunday. You'll be amazed as to how the Holy Spirit will teach you as you do the study on your own. That is how you build your personal relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. Let us get started with today's gospel. John 1, 6 to 8 and 19 to 28. There was a man named John sent by God who came as a witness to testify to the light, so that through him all men might believe, but only to testify to the light, for he himself was not the light. The testimony John gave when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, who are you, was the direct statement, I am not the Messiah. They questioned him further. Who then? Elijah? I am not Elijah, he answered. Are you the prophet? No, he replied. Finally, they said to him, tell us who you are so that we can give some answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, quoting the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice in the desert, crying out, make straight the way of the Lord. Those whom the Pharisees had sent proceeded to question him further. If you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, why do you baptize? John answered them, I baptize with water. There is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is to come after me. The strap of whose sandal 
I am not worthy to unfasten. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. As we go into the questions, we see God sent the man named John to testify to the light. He was not the light, but only to testify to the light. John 1.34 says, Now I have seen for myself and have testified. This is God's chosen one. Verse 33 of John 1 says, The one who sent me to baptize with water told me, when you see the Spirit descend and rest on someone, it is he who is to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Question four asks, who is the light and what will he who follows him have? John eight twelve says, Jesus spoke to them once again. I am the light of the world. No follower of mine shall ever walk in darkness. No, he shall possess the light of life. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask John who he was, what did he say? He told them he was not the Messiah. Six, what did the priests and Levites ask John and what was his answer? John 1.21 says, they questioned him further. Who then, Elijah? I am not Elijah, he answered. Are you the prophet? No, he replied. So we go into seven. What was John's response to the priest and the Levites? And what did the prophet Isaiah say? He quoted the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 43 says, A voice cries out, In the desert prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. John obviously knew the scriptures and knew when Jesus came. He was not worthy of him. He was humble. Just as Jesus did not deem equality with his father, our father, John did not deem equality with Jesus either. Question eight, but what are we to make straight paths and why? Hebrews 12, 13 says, make straight the paths you walk on that your halting limbs may not be dislocated, but healed. When we follow in Jesus's footsteps, we are walking straight. When we follow our own way, we are all over the place and our path in life is extremely crooked and difficult. We find healing in following in Jesus's footsteps. Question nine, in response to the Pharisees question, with what did John say he baptizes and whom did he say they do not recognize? John 1, 26 says, John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize. 
Why do you suppose they did not recognize him? John knew who he was and knew what God's plan for, was for his life. He was formed in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, and fearfully, wonderfully made. His mom and dad raised him knowing God's plan for his life. Zechariah, John's dad, filled with the Holy Spirit, says in verses 76 and 77 of Luke 1, You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. That is why he went around telling people to repent of their sins. He knew his purpose in life, and he knew that God had a plan for him. Question 10, what does John say he is not worthy to do to the one coming after him? And where did this take place? John 1, 27, the one who is to come after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to fasten. And this took place in Bethany. Who is not worthy of Jesus? Matthew 10, 37 and 38 says, Whoever loves father or mother, son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who will not take up his cross and come after me is not worthy of me. Taking up our crosses, dying to ourselves, our needs, our wants, and filling the need for love in another just as Jesus did. The only one who can fill our needs is Jesus Christ, and we get them filled by spending time alone with him in prayer and reading his word. As he fills us with his love, we are able to love others the way he loves us. The personal question at the end, and what way have you prepared the way of the Lord to those around you? And has your personal testimony been about Jesus in your life? And I answer that by sharing this Bible study with others in my personal conversations with the Lord and through encouraging others to get into the word and yes, Jesus has transformed my life through the healing power of his word. I have come from being a quiet, depressed, self-absorbed woman into a glowing, peaceful, and radiant woman of God. It has been through much conviction of his word bringing me into repentance and into his glorious light. And the other part of that question, has your personal testimony been about Jesus in your life? Yes. Jesus is the word made flesh. He does not lie. The truth is in him. His word is truth. His word has directed me to Jesus's love for me. It has encouraged me, thus enabling me to encourage others. His word has changed my life and healed me 
in so many ways. One way is from compulsive eating, trying to fill the void in my life of not feeling loved, to filling the void with Jesus's, his word, his love for me, and not eating compulsively anymore. Sometimes I get so absorbed in the word, I forget to eat. He is constantly filling my need for love by just making himself known to me all through the day. You too, it would be good to answer that personal question and how is he working in your life and what is your personal testimony? The whole thing about this Bible study is that you put it into practice. We each have to, and um, that's why I'm sharing my personal answers. The commentary on this uh, third Sunday of Advent. The gospel message is really a message of good news. It is a message of a light that has come to penetrate the darkness of the world and especially the darkness of people's hearts. The light is Jesus, and John the Baptist gave witness to the light. We are called to carry out our role today as reflectors of Christ's light. We are never to present ourselves as the light to others, but always as John the Baptist did, point them to Christ, the light. We need to remember always that Jesus was the creator of life, and his life brings light to a fallen mankind. In his light, you and I see ourselves as we really are, sinners in need of a savior. We may say to ourselves that we do not do all those terrible things that bad people do, but we must never forget that scripture tells us that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. It's in Romans 3, 23. Some sins seem bigger than others, and all sins make us sinners, and all sins cut us off from our holy God. Do not minimize little sins. They all separate us from God but they all can be forgiven. When we follow Jesus Christ, the light, we can avoid walking and falling blindly into sin. His life and deeds have lit the path of life for all of us. He, in mercy and righteousness, removes the darkness of sin from our lives. Have you allowed the light of Christ to shine in your life? Today, I challenge you to let Jesus Christ bring light into your life, and you will never need to stumble in darkness again. In the application for this lesson, the first reading reveals that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. In the second reading, we are called to be joyful, prayerful, and thankful in all circumstances. In the gospel, Jesus is the light, and we are called to reflect that light. Look around you at your family, relatives, friends, or community, and pick out someone who is hurting, alone, or imprisoned. 
write or visit that person and tell him that you will continue to pray for him and, if possible, with him or her. You may be able to take someone to Mass or bring Eucharist to someone. You may be able to read this week's lesson to someone who cannot see or read. Remember, you are called to reflect the light of Christ Jesus and his Holy Spirit has anointed you. Go forth and make disciples of all the nations. Matthew 28, 19. Especially those in your own family. In closing, next week we will be going over the fourth week of Advent. You can download the lesson from www.st. Disney's Guild, S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot org. You can use it to follow along as we do the gospel. And I encourage you strongly, I encourage you to do the other readings on your own as well and build your, your relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming to us today and showing us your plan for us. We thank you for being here, your presence. Thank you for filling us with your love. You have a plan for our life, and you're showing us how to straighten out the path we are walking on as we do this study. And we thank you, dear Jesus, Believing, leaving us and giving your disciples the perfect prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you, and have a great week applying what you learned today to your life. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S. M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. 
You can also email us at MagnificatCST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.